Hello everybody and welcome to the Abide Podcast episode 4 guys. Come on now, we're moving forward and it's absolutely amazing. You know what, I just want to send a quick shout out to all of you amazing listeners out there who have been giving me, you know, some beautiful feedback about the podcast and, you know, the word of God, which is absolutely amazing that God is touching lives, that, you know, people are being transformed, people are being touched, people are being convicted by the word that God chooses to speak through me. So I'm very honored and I'm very privileged to, you know, to be in this space where I can do a podcast and share the word of God with y'all. So I just want to say thank you so much for that, man. And another person I want to shout out right quick is, of course, Sifa of Live Truth Podcast. She recently interviewed me for the podcast and I want you guys to go ahead and subscribe to her um, podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, listen to her. She's absolutely amazing. And I cannot wait to have her on this podcast because she has an amazing story that I think we can all learn from. But you know what? I want to get into today's word. I hope you ready because we are about to go in (laughs) all right y'all so last week i hope you remember if you listen to the podcast and if you haven't i suggest you pause this one and go listen to episode three okay speaking from the book of isaiah you know uh 32 verse 9 until about 14 15 right and we were going through the process and learning about how being complacent has the ability being complacent can can remove us from fellowship with god and we're just being exhorted i believe god was really just kind of coming for our throats for being complacent during a time when we should have actually been working and sowing and growing in him you know but today i'm very excited because we're kind of doing a part two of that lesson but it's not going to be fixed on the same content if that makes sense now in the sense that this scripture that we're going to be reading is also in a, in Isaiah 32, but we're going to focus on verse 15 and then go down all the way to verse 20. Okay, I'm going to need you to stick with me here, but I know it's going to be absolutely amazing. And listen, the word of God is abs- it's amazing. It's living and active. It's a double-edged sword. It cuts and divides between bone and marrow, spirit and soul. Come on, man. Listen, listen. Okay, let's get into it. Let's get into it. Isaiah 32 verse 15 reads, until the spirit is poured upon us from on high and the wilderness becomes a a fruitful field and the fruitful field is counted as a forest then we jump to 16 it says then justice will dwell in the wilderness okay and righteousness remain in the fruitful field the work of righteousness will be peace and the and the effect of righteousness will be quietness and assurance forever my people will dwell in a peaceful habitation in secure dwellings and in resting places 19 says though hail comes down on the forest and the city is brought low in humiliation blessed are you who sow besides the waters who send out freely the feet of the ox and of the donkey okay now listen, don't you worry, I know it's a lot, but that's what we do out here. That's what we do on the Abide podcast, you know. We go through the word of God verse by verse, we break it down, and we understand because ultimately we know that to be in relationship with God, we got to do this. You know, it's a part of the journey. This is how we, we grow closer and in intimacy with him, is by seeking out his heart. He says he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him, and I want you to reap those rewards, so I'm going to help you diligently seek him, okay? So let's get into it. Now, one thing when I was reading 
Isaiah 32, you know, and I was going through the scripture even before I was writing it for the podcast and compiling it for the podcast. I got stuck on verse 15 because the sequence was just kind of crazy, right? You ever get those moments when you're reading and you're like, wait a minute, what's going on here? And you just have to keep going back until the Holy Spirit illuminates you to what he's saying, right? Now, this sequence that, that, that the prophet is speaking on, he says, until the spirit is poured out um, um, upon us. And last week I spoke about this, that this spirit is the spirit of God that is poured upon us as the church like rain, right? But it says then, until that happens, that the spirit is upon us, then the wilderness, this desolate city, this desolate church, this barren church, this, this fruitless you know, church or individual will then become a fruitful field. But this only happens when? When the Spirit of God falls upon us, right? And once that happens, the fruitful field then transitions and it becomes a forest. So I, I, I just thought there was, it's not a coincidence. God made it and he put it this way on purpose so that we can investigate, okay? Now, I believe that, you know, us as the church in this scripture, God is likening us to a wilderness, right? I mentioned this last time. He's likening us to a wilderness, a place that is barren, a place that is, you know, that has no, 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 no effective things. There's nothing productive coming out. There are no fruits. The people cannot benefit from it. It's dry. It's uncomfortable. It's, it's filled with wild animals. Like there's nothing desirable coming out of it. Right. But then but then this this wilderness then transforms into a fruitful field and then a forest. And where am I going when the Holy Spirit is poured? Today's message, if I were to give it a title, it would be the process of the Holy Spirit. OK, now y'all, a process takes time. You got to go from point A, point B, point C in order to get to wherever you need to get. And most of us give up. We give up in the middle of the process. Imagine giving up when God says you were a wilderness. Then I poured out my spirit and you became a fruitful and you became a fruitful field. And because we think that's all God has for us. And God's like, nah, B, I'm going to turn you into a forest. Right. But if we give up because it's too tough and it's too hard and things are tricky and we don't like what's going on. If we give up there by fruitful field, we won't get to be a forest. Right. And listen, I'm gonna get into it. I'm gonna get into it. I'm gonna get into it for you. Now, now the outpouring that is spoken about in, in verse 15 of chapter 32 of the book of Isaiah, right? This outpouring that falls upon this wilderness. Now let's, let's define a wilderness first. Like I said, this is a land that's not cultivated, right? It's a land that is not developed. There has been no tilling of the ground because it's useless. Like it's not suitable for planting, right? But now what happens is in this wilderness, come on now, when the outpouring of the Holy Spirit takes place, when rain comes upon it and this land, the soil must, has now become viable. It has become an option for planting, right? What must happen is, thing is, you can't just throw in seeds on land you have not tilled, okay? So in, in an original wilderness, there has not, there's no, there's not been tilling taking place. No one has worked the land. The ground is just, it's just J. But when God comes through, a tilling of our land must take place. Now, tilling is the process of working the ground and turning things up, right? If you are, if you know things about agriculture and farming and things like that, it's the process of plowing. 
okay go google this guys you need to know these things so that you can make it relevant to your life plowing is an action that cuts and lifts and turns over soil okay if you think about it think about if you've been on the farm or if you've been you know wherever that has a garden they usually have those fork-like instruments, those fork-like big spades, but they are fork-shaped, right? That is what you use to plow or rather to till the land because you cut into the land, you lift it up, and you, you, I hope you guys can visualize this because this is done in preparation. Come on now. The ground of your heart must be broken by the Holy Spirit. It must be tilled. It must be plowed open and turned over in order to prepare it for the seed. That is the word of God. Come on now. Y'all want to hear the word of God, but your heart isn't ready to hear it. We, we haven't surrendered our hearts to the living God to, to, to just work on us. We're harboring hatred, we're harboring ill will, we're grumblers, like we're complaining, we're not at peace. All of these things that we're holding onto that are not allowing the seed that is the word of God to penetrate our lives is because we have not allowed ourselves to go through a process of plowing, of tilling. The land that is our hearts needs to go through a process of tilling where God turns things over. Listen, I don't know if you've ever gone through that. Where God takes you through a process where he's now turning over what you thought you knew. Turning over relationships and friendships that you thought were going to last a lifetime. But because God knows where he's taking you, that certain things, certain people, certain places are not suitable for what he's trying to create out of you. For what he's trying to do in your life. So he has to remove them. If, if you're familiar with the gardening space and if you're familiar with agriculture, you know that if you're going to till the ground and you're going to prepare it for sowing, right, you need to remove the rocks, you need to remove the old weeds, you need to remove the dead grass, you got to remove a whole lot of things to make sure that soil is ready for the new thing. Come on, somebody. You need to allow God to create the space for a new thing in your life. Oh, listen, I don't know. I hope you're getting this. I hope you are getting this because the Holy Spirit is dropping some bombs. I don't know. I don't know what is happening in your life. I don't know what you're holding on to. But God is in a process of trying to till the land that is your heart. And you're holding on to rocks. You're holding on to dead things. And you're, you're blocking the space for the newness that God wants to bring. Now, listen to this. I said earlier on, wilderness is, a, is symbolic of desolation of sadness and ruin, of grief and loneliness, right? Now, believers, children of God, uh, who, are, who are in a wilderness state, who are in a wilderness mindset, who are in a wilderness you know, season, who are spiritually in a wilderness, are experiencing grief, experiencing, like, experiencing strife, like everything is just a struggle. You know, there's a sadness. There's little to no joy in their lives. Things are subject to ruin. Nothing prospers. It's because this reality, knowing this, that when you're living outside of God and you're not allowing the Holy Spirit to penetrate and do what he, he's there to do in your life, you're missing out. Right? So, so it comes back to you to, to, to giving yourself up to surrender and allowing God to do. Listen, guys. Plowing is not nice. Even the definition says the action of cutting, turning, and tilting over ground. 
that means that we gotta expose come on now that means that we gotta expose what is under and bring it to light so before ooh, before god can plant his purpose before god can plant the revelation of his word before god can plant revelation of who he is in your life he needs to fix the inside of you are you hearing this he needs to fix the inside of you okay because remember as much as we are a come as you are god tells us come as you are but it's not a matter of stay as you are you gotta come as you are and be transformed by him okay now let's jump on to part two listen i don't know who needed to hear that but i really hope that you you hold on to it and you pray that the holy spirit do a working in you so that you can start receiving the word of god you know now let's jump on the process of the Holy Spirit now went from the wilderness, right? And he jumps now and he says, once the Spirit of God, you know, has been poured onto the church, has been poured onto this individual that was in a wilderness season, that has been going through life hardened, desolate, sad, going through grief, you know, all of these terrible and bad things that, that nobody wants if we're being completely honest, right? Once the Spirit of God has done a working, once the Spirit of God has tilted, has tilted the ground, has tilled the ground, sorry, has plowed the land and made it ready, oh, and made it ready for the Word of God, this is what happens. It becomes a fruitful field. Okay, now a fruitful field, because I mean, you got fields in general that don't have nothing, they just have grass, but this is a fruitful field. That means it's yielding or producing fruit. It's producing, it's productive, it's effective. And this is where we want to be. This is where we want to be. We want to be in a position where we are fruitful in the kingdom of God. You're fruitful within yourself spiritually, meaning you have the fruits of the spirit, you know, love, peace, long suffering, uh, patience, you know, joy, all of these things that God says, I have given unto you. These are the fruits of the Holy Spirit. We want to have all of those things because it's not just us who benefit off of them. It's those who are around us. It's our brothers and sisters in Christ as well. Now, the desolate, empty, useless wilderness, the desolation of the wilderness, right? Because of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit now becomes a fruitful field. Now, I want us to look at two things. Okay. Now, this is whoever feels like they are unworthy, firstly, of the purposes of God. People or believers who see themselves as desolate ground. Like, you know, you ever feel like, God could never do anything with me, man. I've made mistakes. Like my life is terrible. I'm not in a good space right now. Like I, I, I just don't think, I don't think, I don't feel. I want to tell you today that it is possible. That wherever the Holy Spirit descends, even if you think you're not worthy, even if you feel like your life cannot be beneficial to anyone else, let alone the kingdom of God. I want to tell you today, whenever you're listening to this, that wherever the Holy Spirit descends, wherever the outpouring of the Holy Spirit lands, wherever that rain lands, God is able to work. God is able to use you. He makes you worthy. It is not what we think of ourselves that make us worthy. Are you hearing me? It is not what I think of myself. It is not what you believe about yourself. It is God who makes us worthy. It is God who qualifies us because truthfully speaking, we are unqualified. I know for sure that I am unqualified to speak these things of God. Like who am I? Honestly, but God qualifies the unqualifies. He makes worthy those who are unworthy. Okay. And we have that privilege, man. 
We have that privilege that wherever God lands, wherever, come on now, listen, wherever you allow him to land, that's another thing. Think of it this way. A plane doesn't just land anywhere, right? A plane lands where it has been authorized to land. Okay, it needs permission. It needs, they, they tell it, okay, you can land at this time in this space because there won't be other things. And on the tarmac, there can't be other things. Otherwise, it's going to be an accident. And it's kind of similar. God wants to land in the, oh, God wants to land in your life. He wants to be parked in your life. He wants to live with you. He wants to fellowship with you. He wants to reign in your life. But he can't reign if you're still entertaining other things. Oh, and listen, I'm not going to get into that because that's another conversation for another day. But where Jesus comes, where the Holy Spirit pours out, okay, he starts to create a soft and fertile soil out of your mess. Come on now. Where you thought you were unworthy, where you thought God could never move, where you thought you made too many mistakes, where you thought, God, my life is messy, my past is messy, what I'm doing right now is messy, Jesus. Okay, where he lands and where you allow him to land, he's able to turn that mess into a message. He's able to turn in. Listen, guys, I, I want you to be more than anything encouraged that God is able Yo, guys, to make a way where there is no way, even in our lives, where we feel like it is impossible, where we feel like we're unworthy, where we feel like, God, who am I? God says, listen, I say that you are my special possession. You are my royal priesthood. You're my holy nation. Out of you, I will build. Out of you, I will, oh, come on now. If you needed that, run with it, okay? God is able to create a fertile and soft soil out of our messed up hearts and situations and circumstances, okay? It's not in our own power that we are fruitful. It's not by, it's not just that we wish it and we're like, oh, I wish I was fruitful today and you become fruitful. No, it's God's grace. It's God's grace given through the Holy Spirit in our lives that allow us to be fruitful. Read your Bible, it's there. Okay, as the church as well, because I think I've been looking at it a lot as individualistic because I feel like God wants to talk to the person, but we know that collectively we are a church. Now, if we each can come to an understanding that God wants to turn us not from a wilderness to a forest that fills the earth, if we could all understand that, can you imagine the impact that the body of Christ could have, right? As the church, we become a fruitful field, right? Located all around the world were made effective for the works of the kingdom. Now, the fruit that we speak of is representative of that which the world benefits from, right? Because remember, if you think back to when God, you know, built this nation out of nothing, out of one man, the idea that God had was, in the midst of all of the other nations that are in the world, I will raise up one nation that is going to be for me, by me, for me. Okay, and they will walk in a certain way, they will live in a certain way, a way that will make them like a light, a way that will have other nations looking at them thinking, how come your guys are like this? Like, why are your things prospering? Why are you guys at peace? Why are you guys, why do you guys have joy? Like, where do you, the world is going to like trash, but you guys are at peace. Where does that come from? That, that is how we're supposed to be as believers. We are supposed to be like an example for everyone else so that they look at us and they wonder, what's going on? Why are you like this? And then we get to give God glory. You know, that was the ultimate goal for God. It was, it was that, that other nations may come to the knowledge of him through the church. 
And he still wants that, but people can't come to the knowledge of God if we ourselves are dwelling in mess, if we ourselves aren't sold out to the idea of Jesus Christ and who he has called us to be, okay? One thing I need you to understand, and I've said this last week, is that a tree does not eat of its own fruit, which goes again to tell us that when we are a fruitful field, filled with many trees that are bearing fruits, multiple, you know, people need to benefit from that. But if we are a church that is fruitless, if we are a body of Christ, if we are believers who are just going to church, who are just reading the Bible, who are just talking about knowing Christ, but we're not bearing any fruits, that means no one is benefiting. Think about that. Okay, think about that. Now, the third part or the third step in this process, remember, we went from wilderness and a process took place in our hearts and then we were fruitful fields because meaning that there was growth now, there's this progress, we're growing, right? But God says it doesn't end there. There's more that I want to do in you. There's more that I want to do through you. He says then, I want to turn you into a forest, okay? A forest, think Amazon forest, like it covers your do you, I hope you're getting what I'm trying. I wish I could like just transfer what I can see my imagination to you so you can get like a forest that covers lands, nations, countries, cities. That is what God wants to turn out of us as a church because he's a God of progression. He wants us to grow. The Bible says that we go from glory to glory, from, 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 from strength to strength, right? From grace to grace. That mean, that implies a growth. It implies that God is not stagnant. He's ever moving. And even us in our growth, we need to always be growing and always be moving. Okay. Now, when you look, when you, when you Google the definition or you look for the definition, wherever you do of the word forest, a forest is described as a dense growth of trees covering a large area of land. I hope you can see where I'm going with this guys. Now, you see, when the Holy Spirit pours out on us as a church now, okay, he will not, he will enable you not only to produce fruit for yourself, not only to produce fruit for those who are next to you, but to produce and multiply and become like a dense forest that millions, thousands, hundreds can benefit from. Okay, so let's also move away from this thought process that us knowing the Bible and us knowing God is enough. The goal is to know God and make him known, right? Because imagine if the disciples walked with Jesus for three years and after Jesus left, they decided to stick amongst themselves and, and not share him with anyone else. Where would we be now as a church? That goes to show you that the goal is to know God and make him known. He says in Matthew 28, 19, go ye therefore, make disciples of the nations, bapt, keyword of the nations, Okay, so get out of that mindset where you think it's just about you and just you knowing God. There's more to this thing. There's more to it. Okay, so this thing of God growing us to a point of a forest reiterates something that we learn right in, 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 in the first command that God gives, which is in Genesis chapter 128 verse 28, right? He says to Adam and Eve, he says that I want you guys to grow. I want you to multiply and subdue the earth. Right? I'm paraphrasing it, but if you go read it, Genesis 1:28, he says, "I want you guys to multiply. 
and I want you to have dominion over all the earth. I want you to subdue things. Okay, and how do we do that if we're just a little small field? We can't. We subdue by taking over. We subdue by being a forest that covers a large area of land. Imagine believers in every corner of the world who are living like the light God created them to be, who are a city that is set on a hill, leading people to God. Can you imagine? Oh gosh, it's giving me goosebumps just thinking about it. If we, as the children of God, could stand in the truth of who he has called all of us. Some of us do, but not all of us. But imagine the world if we all could. See, God gave us as his children, you know, a duty to multiply on earth. Now, many people look at that scripture and they think of just, you know, children. They think, ah, oh, you're supposed to have a lot of children. And no, 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 no. The goal is to multiply more who are in the image of God. Okay, that's what you got to do. You got to subdue the earth and multiply. When you go back to Matthew 28, 19, he says, Go ye therefore and make more disciples, make more imitators and followers of Jesus Christ. That is the goal. It is to subdue the earth and bring more people into the knowledge of God and into the following of Jesus Christ. Okay, so that's what we got to do. If you didn't know, now you know. We need to be out there making and making more people realize that they are image bearers of God. Okay, we carry the likeness of God. We carry the essence of God in us. Okay, today I want to remind you guys that literally God has, has he's given us so much firstly. Okay, he's given us so much ability, he's given us so many gifts, he's given us so many talents, because there's so much that he wants to do through us. Okay, but we need to get to a point where we, again, I want to reiterate this, come out of our complacent state. Come out of being self-satisfied. You know, if you don't know what I'm talking about, go back to episode three, because that's where it's, it's expanded on. Get back to that zeal and that passion, that love and obedience of God and, and that obedience and the servitude, okay? Because that is where when we have that posture of heart, where we're like, God, I want to serve you. God, I want to live for you. That is when he's going to send the spirit. When he sees a heart that is desiring to serve, a heart that has a desire to make a difference, a heart that is available, Ultimately, that's what it is, because if you see anything in this process, it's not that you have to do anything or we as a church have to do anything. It's we just need to be an available land, a ground that is willing to be worked on by God. That's all it is. See, there's a progression to all of this, but it's only for those who are yielding. It's only for those who are willing to surrender, who are willing to allow God to plow into their lives and are willing to allow him to sow his word so that we may grow and become a fruitful field. And from becoming a fruitful field into a dense forest that covers many, many areas of land. Guys, I, re oh, I just, you know what? I'm not even gonna try and say nothing else after that because I believe that the Holy Spirit has, has articulated himself clearly to you. But right now, I just want to pray. Let me pray with you. Heavenly Father, thank you for this moment. Thank you for this podcast. Thank you for this time, Father God, where we get to learn your heart, where we get to know what it is that you are saying to us in this season, Father God. And Lord God, thank you for letting us know that there is a progression and a process to how the Holy Spirit works. Thank you for showing us where you want to take us, what you would like to do and bring out of us. But we know that, Father God, this is a partnership. 
that Lord God, we are co-laborers with you. That means that we need to be yielded, Father God, to you doing the work you need to do in us before we can go out and do the work that you want to do through us. Lord God, I pray for someone's courage right now to be ignited so that, Father God, they may be, you know, yielded and surrendered to the work that you want to do in their lives because we know it's hard. It's hard to surrender. It's hard to feel like you're no longer in control. But, Lord God, I pray that you may, oh, Father God, I pray that you may just bring that courage, Lord God, that you may send that courage, that same courage that you told Gideon that he had. You called him a mighty man of valor even before he saw it. May you continue, Father God, to call us things that we don't see ourselves as, but what you know we are. We give you glory, Father God, for this time. We give you glory for the word. In the wonderful name of Jesus, I pray. Amen, amen, amen.